Hallelujah. You may be seated. You may be seated. Thank you so much for being here. This is ALM's calling. This is what we're all about. We, we get physical. We're going to go to the north. We're going to go to the north. We're not, listen to me. Yes, we know God is who he is, but guess what? We're going, we got to get out there and work it. We got to work it. We got to work it. He put a, what did he do? He didn't, he didn't just put Adam in the, in the garden and just, you know, sleep with his wife and make a bump and cultivate the world with babies and all that. No, he put, him, he put Adam in the garden to keep it, to take care of it. In other words, he hasn't changed. He's put us here for a reason. And he's put us here for a reason to get out there and take care of the kingdom of God. He didn't call us to sit around and just frolic and just bask in his presence. No, he called us to get out there and get physical. To get out there and get physical. Get out there and, 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 and establish the kingdom of God. This is what we're called for. This is what our calling is. We've been given a, a holy call. Not according to our works, but according to his purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. We have a holy call. I want you to see that. You have a holy call. This call has a purpose, plan, and expectation from God. This call that was given to us, this holy call has a purpose, plan, and expectation of God. And it's not to sit in a chair or pew. It's never been that. When Jesus called his disciples, they were never there just to facilitate fish and loaves of, and bread. No, they were going. He sent them out to lay hands on the sick, to raise the dead, to preach the gospel. Not, to, not just to break loaves and fishes. No, they were there. Oh, they were more. They, they were called more than just to do that. Just to stay, just be witnesses of all the miracles that Jesus did. No, 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 no. He sent them out. And God's sending us out. Not to sit in a chair or a pew. Not to, not, not to just to grow old and, and, and just feed off the word of God all that. No, we got to take what God has given us and put application to it. This is what we're called to do. This is what you're called to do. If not, then why did you get saved? Oh, you got saved because you, you wanted fire insurance? Is that why you got saved? You know, for fire insurance? Because you didn't want to go to hell? Man, that's sad. I mean, that's, that's selfishness. No, 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 no. For God so loved the world. God so loved the world. He sent Jesus to save the world. And how does Jesus save in the world right now? Right now through you and me. By getting out there and letting them know that they don't have to be a victim to sin. They don't have to be a victim to sin. Do you realize everyone in this room has been a victim of sin? Everyone in this room. Now you can understand all, the scripture when it said all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Why? Because everyone in this room has been a victim of sin. But we don't stay a victim. Because according to Romans chapter 8, there is no condemnation. We've been, we've been redeemed from being a victim. But the world loves to live that victim mentality. But we can't live like that. We can't live like that. We got to live a victorious life. And we got to show the world that, hey, you don't have to be a victim anymore. You can come out of your, 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 your victimhood and you can be victorious. 
Because you can't save anybody if you're a victim. You'll never save anyone. Why? Because you identify with them. They cannot identify with your Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus is not a victim. He is victorious. Why? Because he's not on the cross and he's not in the grave. He ascended into the heavens. He sits at the right hand of the Father. That's not a victim. And neither are we. Because there is no condemnation when it comes to we are free from that. And our call has a purpose. Plan and expectation from God. Do you, ALM, do you know God's purpose, plan, and expectation? Do you know his purpose, plan, Do you know his purpose, plan, and expectation every day of your life? Do you know it? When you wake up and say, God, what have you purposed for me today? What is your plan for me today? God, what is the expectation of my life for your kingdom today? Do you even ask God that or are you just... Well, God, you're Jehovah Jireh. You're just going to provide the, pur the purpose, plan, and expectation for me. Did you even ask him? If we recognize God's calling in our life, we can identify the purpose, plan, and expectation to shut sin's influence down. We can identify it. We can identify the purpose. If we recognize God's calling on our life, because we know, according to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, he has called us with a holy call, not according to our works, but according to his purpose and grace. We know that. But if we recognize our call, we'll be able to identify the purpose, plan, and expectation that God has for us every day to shut the influence of sin down, to shut it down. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 through 5. For though we walk in flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Though we walk in the flesh, everybody pinch yourself, that's flesh. We do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. How many of you can say yes there are strongholds here in this world. There are strongholds everywhere. How many of you saw some strongholds today and what you did? Just watch people. You can see the stronghold. You can see it culturally. You can see it financially. You can, you can see it religiously. You can see, hey, those str there's strongholds in religion, people. That's why Jesus, Jesus didn't come to start a new religion. Because there's strongholds in, there's strongholds in religion. And, and it's all around us. It's in the body of Christ. Why? Because they embraced it. They, they allowed it. Why? Why? Because they, became, they, for, they, for, they forgot who they were. They no longer recognize they are called of God, the body of Christ. And because of that, they have allowed the influence of sin to come in, and it's become a stronghold on them. That's the reason why many today are walking away from the faith. Because they lost hope. And if you lose hope in the body of Christ, you surely ain't going to find hope in the world. And the devil's banking on that. 
But we, the church, who has a holy call, we have to recognize God's calling upon our life. And if we recognize God's calling on our life, we, can be, we are able to identify the purpose, plan, and expectation to shut the strongholds down. For our weapons of warfare, verse 4 again, for our weapons of warfare are not carnal but mighty through, the God, through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations. Casting down imaginations. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into the captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. In other words, bringing into the captivity. In other words, you're going to bring it in. You're going to bring it in and say, no, 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 no. You ain't going to be, there's no more strongholds in your life. I'm bringing you in to Jesus. I'm bringing you in. Into the atmosphere that's holy, righteous, and sanctified. Where the stronghold cannot, cannot live, cannot stay. The vain imaginations of the world... Anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, you're going to bring it into captivity. In other words, uh oh, it ends tonight. It ends tonight. When you walk outside these doors, you're going to face people that are, that are under the influence of some stronghold. You're going, to have, you're going to face people that have vain imaginations, worldly imaginations. You're going to face people that, that, exalt, that, that have exalted itself against the knowledge of God. And it's you, the church, who's been called by his name. You're there to bring every thought to the obedience of Christ. In other words, uh-uh. You're, you're, you're going, whatever you're going through, I'm going to bring it into, I'm bringing it every thought right now. Everything, every situation you have, I'm going to bring it into the obedience of Christ. In other words, you're going to do, it's going to do what Jesus says it's going to do. Because I'm the church. I'm called of God. The body has forgotten this. The body has forgotten its role as the church, the body. And we don't see this in the body. They're no longer bringing the loss into the captivity, captivity to the, the obedience of Christ. Why? Because they're trying to be relevant. Anytime you're relevant with the world, you become irrelevant with God. They become relevant. We have become We want to be superstars with the superstars. You, we want to look like them, act like them, drive like them, live like them, sleep like them, drink like them. But it's okay because you're a Christian. You, you, you want to be relevant. And it's amazing how in the last 15 years, that's become very popular all over the world. It's become very popular. But the problem is, is that it's not popular in the eyes of God. It's not popular in heaven. Why? Because that ain't God. God ain't there. And we have welcomed it over and over and over. We welcome it today. We, we have concerts and we now we bring in secular music. Why? Because if we play secular music, we'll entice the world to come in. No, you're enticing the devil to come in. And we got to stop this. We've forgotten our role as the church. Our church is to tell them, hey, thus saith the Lord. 
Either you're going to live holy or you're going to live unholy. But whatever choice you make, Jesus is coming back. And only those that are holy are going to live eternity with him. See, we don't tell that. Why? Because that, that doesn't put people in seats. We've become lukewarm. They're no longer bringing the loss into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And this ideology, this attitude, this relevant living, this opens the door to the devil's reign. It opens the door to the And when you bring in the devil, he ain't coming by himself. He's bringing all his little demon folk with him. And he is going to destroy everything. Devils have been around since the beginning. They're not hiding anymore. They're not, they're not hiding. Mankind's rebellion is not hiding anymore. This ideology of, of relevance, this, this lukewarm attitude, this rebellious attitude has opened hell's attack upon us. It's opened up a hell's attack. They're not hiding. I'm telling you right now, they, they feel that they have the right. Because when the church, the body of Christ, failed in its role, they gave the reign to the devil. They've handed over the reins. And because they handed over the reins, they feel, in, they, feel they have the right to spew their mess. It's, it's on everything. It's, it, they don't hide anymore. They're mocking us as I speak. They're mocking you. It's in the family. You see, it in, you see mock, the mocking in the family. You see it in the neighborhood. You see it in your jobs. You see it in your business. You see it in the movies. You see it in the TV, the commercials. You see it in the, in the, in the books. You see it. They're not hiding anymore. They're mocking us as I speak. Fear, but listen to me right now. Fear not the mockery of the devils and those who join themselves with them. I don't want you to fear the mockery because it is a given. You will be mocked. You will be mocked, but don't fear the mockery. Don't fear the mockery of those that have joined themselves. Because in this word, God says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Vengeance is mine. It's not your battle to fight them. It's not your battle. We do not fight against flesh and blood. We fight against the principalities of the air. Where do you fight? How do you fight? You fall on your knees. What did Daniel do? In the midst of all that was going on, in that time that he was living in. And the decree went out that no longer they can pray to God. And they were no longer to pray to their gods. They had to stay true to government. They had to pray to government. Oh, you don't think that ain't coming? Oh, yes, it is. And it's coming quick. 
It's already in other countries. I was talking to Pastor Andreas in Panama. They're already gearing up. They're already saying, welcome to the new world order. You will live according to what government says. And they are now issuing ID cards to every person. And this person's your ID says, oh, because your number is this ID, you're able to go out for two hours and buy what you need to buy and go back home and lock in. Oh, it's your turn. Oh, but that's not, that's not America. <laughs> My people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. And you ain't going to be able to play ignorant with God. It's coming to America. Why? Because judgment starts in the house of God. Because the house of God did not do what it's supposed to do according to the word of God and tell Satan to, to bow down. They played with the devil, and because they played with the devil, they, they, they tasted what the devil had to give them. As Bishop says, they become mammonites. They got a taste of money, and money became their god, and that's where we are right now. And we, who have been called by his name, we have to fall on our face. And that's what Daniel did. Daniel fell on his face. I mean, matter of fact, he opened up every door. He opened up the windows. He didn't care. He, and he began to pray to God. Oh, he found himself in the lion's den, but not one lion killed him. Not one lion killed him. But the lion killed those who came against the anointed. The attack of the enemy is going to come from the north. It's going to come from the south. It's going to come from the east. It's going to come from the west. The attack of the enemy will come right there, the chair that's right next to you. The attack of the enemy. It's already happening right now. But those who are called of God, if you recognize your call, there is an anointing that's on you. There is an anoint. There, you're called with a holy call. So that holy call means there is a anointing that's on you. In other words, then you can understand vengeance is mine. In other words, you don't touch the anointing. Daniel was anointed. Those individuals that came against Daniel were not coming against Daniel. They were coming against the anointed, that, the anointing that was placed on Daniel. And because of that, the anointing took care of them. We don't fight against flesh and blood. We do our fighting right here on our knees. We do our fighting by going out here and putting our hands on the north and say. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. We put our hands on the south. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. East, thy kingdom come. The west, thy kingdom come. Satan released them now because the anointed church called by God decrees it right now. Come forth. You, but if you don't recognize that, you won't be able to identify it. You've got to recognize who you are. You're the church. You have an anointing. 
Yes, they're going to mock you, but don't fear the mocking because let them mock because God's going to get them. That's why people say, hey, how are you praying for America? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Father, those that are in authority, I command them right now in the name of Jesus that they fall on their face. And the only thing they can say is, Jesus, save me. That's it. That's the only thing I'm saying. Those in authority, they all fall. And that's Washington, that's Florida, that's Pembroke Pines, that's every municipality around, the, around this church. That they all fall to their knees and cry out to Jesus. That's it. I'm not praying nothing else. That all those, every one of them, every politician, every, every, every judge, that they all fall on their knees. Because they have mocked long enough. Fear not the mockery of devils and those who join themselves with them. As God was with Israel during Hezekiah's reign. You can go back and read it. 2 Kings chapter 18 and 19 and 2 Chronicles chapter 32. As God was with Israel during Hezekiah's reign, I am with you now. Fear not, I say, as I handled the Assyrian king then, I will handle the devils and those who have joined them. That's what God spoke to me. He says, as I was reading this about Hezekiah, the Assyrian king came to him. You can go back and read. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an awesome read. You can go back and read about the Assyrian king and how he mocked. He mocked Israel. He mocked the soldier. He mocked them. He sent uh, um, um, people to go in and tell them and say, oh, guess what? No, but all these, other, all these other cities, all these other places, they all had gods. And look what, look what our God did. We killed them all. You think your God can beat our God? And they mocked him, and they mocked him, and they mocked him. And then Hezekiah and the prophet Isaiah, they, 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 they broke out, and they began to pray and seek the Lord. And God sent an angel. God said, because you don't mock the anointed. You don't mock those that are anointed of God. Because God is a covenant God. God has a covenant with, has covenant with his church who has been called by his name. And when you mock, guess what? That angel ain't dead. That angel ain't sleeping. That angel is alive today as he was thousands of years ago. And God sent an angel, and God smote. Second Chronicles, I like how Second Chronicles said it better than Second King. He, he, didn't, he didn't smoke them all. He just smoked the, the hierarchy of the military. He smote them. And then when the Assyrian king woke up the next day, he saw what happened, and he walked back with shame. Then he was in his temple, and he was praying. And two of his sons came up behind him and killed him. God is in control. We just focused on what we are called to do. And that is to establish the kingdom of God outside these walls. 
you can do this. You have the Father, the provision of the Father. You have the power of Jesus because he is the source of that power of that provision. And you have the resource of the Holy Spirit all right there every day to do what God has called you to do. Amen? Now listen to me. Get out there and do it. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till Monday because hell is not sleeping. Hell is widening. Hell does not sleep. The devil does not sleep. He walks to and fro. He walks around like a roaring lion, seeking those who he may devour. He doesn't sleep. Why? Because there's no peace in his life. There's no peace. If there's no peace, he can't relax. He is devouring. And we have to take advantage of the time and season that we're in. And this is Abundant Living Ministry shot right now. God's given it to us. We're not called to be empty. We're not called to be empty. We're called to be full. Rotating full. I'm not talking about, okay, once we get the 500 families from the north, the south, and east, and west, that's 2,000 people. Hey, oh, oh, we're done. No, 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 no. Rotating. Why? Because we're going to send people out. We're going to send people out. What if God, what if you're one of the ones, Jerome, that you're supposed to be sent out and start something? Oh, I don't know. God knows. You're called. Amen? Let's stand to our feet. Stay humble. Seek. Seek God. Pray to God. Turn from your wicked ways. Focus on Him and His kingdom. Focus on Him and His kingdom. Though His chastisement may be is swift... But his healing will heal the land. His chastisement will be swift, but he will heal the land. You just can't get caught up in it. You stay true to God. And he'll take care of you. Because those that are chastised are going to need help. They're going to need direction. They're going to need hope. And that's where we come in. Amen? Amen? Father, I love you. I thank you. I preached your word. Thank you, God. We prayed. We called forward from the north, the south, and east, and west. And I thank you, God. It will not fall on deaf ears. But God, like you said in Isaiah chapter 43, God, you're going to send them from the north, the south, and the east, and west. You're going to bring them forward. And I stand on your word as a promise, God. And your promises are yea and amen. And we thank you, Lord, that we are your church called by your name. That we're going to take what we hear and we're going to put it to application and we're going to seek the fruit of it. God, Sunday's tomorrow, Lord. And God, if we're still here, we're going to praise you. We're going to worship you. We're going to glorify your holy name. We're going to preach the word. We're going to exercise our gifts and talents for the kingdom of God. We're going to invest... Because if not, we're going to rejoice all together no, no matter what in heaven. 
But God, on the meantime, we're going to be here tomorrow. And we're going to do all that we just said, God. We're going, we're going to give you praise. And we thank you, God, that you're going to show yourself mighty. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.